For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show with new head coach ETSU Buccaneers on the SoCon. Brooks Savage, Brooks, man. How are things up there in J City, man? Up there, Washington County. <laughs> going good, going good, boss, man. We got uh, all the guys here and we got some kids' camp going this week. So we're off to a good start and having fun. I hear that, man. And, and how's it since seeing your guys getting to build that bond with your young men? Because uh, well, you and I both know it's very important that you this time of year to build those those bonds because we we when everybody hits come January, February, and into March, you got to be to be together. I feel like you get to come one this time of year without too many classes. We really focus on each other, your brother, and kind of knowing who where everybody comes from. Uh, that's exactly right. That's our number one goal this summer. We have eight new uh, nine new players. So uh, to go with the four returners, um, and so that's, you know, we, we're going to spend a lot of time on building those relationships, new staff, largely new team. So there's a lot of, of getting to know one another uh, that'll take place this summer. And we do a lot of different stuff, um, you know, to, to try and facilitate that, you know, throughout the summer, whether it be eating together, you know, we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together Monday through Friday as a team in the locker room. Um, we'll do, um, you know, not only just the, the sweat equity type of things in the, in the practice facility and in the weight room and the conditioning, but, you know, coming to my house or going to going to the movies or going out to eat or playing paintball, whatever it is that we might do um, as a team to try and spend time and, and try to fast track some of the, the relationship building. Um, and we'll, we'll do some stuff on Sunday evenings too, what, you know, Sunday seminar type of things where we'll kind of dig in and, and talk about some of the things that are, uh, are important to us in our life and just really try to get to go to know one another because like you said when the dog days of, of January and February roll in and the adversity hits you got to be able to count on one another yeah I know for me Brooks when I was at Tennessee State playing like for me I was in Atlanta it wasn't the same because I was up back up up there with my guys so I know what it is for firsthand like you know going to Tennessee State you know going up there from Atlanta man I, I need to be around my guy when I'm home right. I'm, I'm not Locked in the way I need to be. I need it about myself. So I know I need to go up there those June, July months, man, just really put work in because that's where I got better. That's where I got, I got to go with, with, with all my guys as well. No, for sure. For sure. It's, it's important, you know, that they can just learn to, to know each other and, and learn to, to count on each other because, uh, you know, I think we'll be talented enough. And, but after that, it's all the character stuff. It's all the, the, the togetherness. And so being connected 
is, is part of our identity. And that's something that we're going to talk about every day. 100%. And you know what? Like, examples that different nuggets. Like, there are guys who who used to play, like Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, all those guys, Reggie Jackson, Thomas Bryant, all these guys who were okay not playing. And, and Michael Porter Jr. saying it was okay that Christian Braun and it, it, Brown in the game, not him. I mean, I feel like the, your team, and I ain't seen that's what you want a selfless team where guys are, are okay in their roles for the better of the team, not for the better than other than themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's rare. Um, to find, that, but but when you get that, those are the special teams, and those are the teams that have a, have a chance to to win a championship. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think when you have those those selfless teammates like that, and like like the like Denver has had, and, and I think that we've had that here at ETSU over the course of our from uh, when I was here before, um, especially the 2020 group. When you have guys that just want to star in their role and that really genuinely care about the success of, uh, of the team and they celebrated each other's successes. When you have a team like that, then you have a chance to be special and you have a chance to win a championship, but that's, that's rare. I, but I do think winning, winning breeds that because I think when you win that over the course of the, of the season, they figure out that everybody gets to have their moment when you, when you're like that. And, and, and so when you're not seeking that spotlight, it somehow has a way of finding everybody at, at one point in, in time. No doubt. And you know what, man? Like, um, I always say, like, even DeAndre Jordan had a, had a key block while Jokic got in foul trouble. It, like you said, always is a moment where if you stay ready, you can make an impact on your team. That's what it's about. We're not, not sucking. I think that's one of the hardest things for guys who you all coach 18 and 24 years old sometimes to understand. Staying ready because your moment will come eventually. Things are going to happen. Foul trouble, whatever. You know you'll get to play if you're ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just about you know, having, having that, that mindset that you're talking about, you know, you'd rather be ready for an opportunity and, and, it, and it not happen than have the opportunity and not be ready. And so it's just, you know, trying to be, be uh, prepared when your number's called and, and, um, and then just really doing whatever you can to contribute to winning. And there's a ton of other things. It's not just scoring points and blocking shots. It's, it's, it goes far beyond the stat sheet. And so, uh, you know, you look at, at a guy like, you know, on the other on the other bench, Udonis Haslam. Like, how does he continue to to have a roster spot with the Miami Heat year, year after year? And it's the contribution that he makes as a vet to the young guys and in the locker room. Um, I think all that stuff, you know, makes for a great team. One hundred percent. And you 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 work with a great guy, Steve Forbes, who was the former coach there in the Wake Forest. Uh, uh, you kind of got a cheat code for this job, man. <laughs> I wasn't working for Coach Forbes, man. He's always been a good guy, man. He's I love having him on the show when he come on the show with me. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have had a better teacher. Um, you know, I've said before. I, while I haven't yet sat in the, the head coach seat, I couldn't have sat any closer um, being with Coach Forbes for you know, a total of 13 years, but, but for the last eight straight. And so he gives us as an assistant coaches, a ton of responsibility and lets us be involved in, in, in really every aspect of the program. And that's really helped me prepare for this opportunity. You know, the best thing that coach did for me was he allowed me to fail and, and make mistakes and never lost confidence in me. And, and, um, you know, that really helped me grow and, and ultimately got me to this point. And so, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from coach, he uh, he raised me in this profession, and uh, he put up with a, a lot of my nonsense at times. I'm, I'm sure, um, but uh, you know he 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 taught me a lot about 
you know, how to, how to deal with the players and how to recruit and how to, how to love the players and, and how to coach them up and, and, and give them confidence. And, you know, the X's and O's stuff has changed from time to time over the years. And, and we'll, we'll see, you know, what this team can or can't do. And we'll try to play to the strengths of, of our roster, but uh, the things that go into winning, the things that impact winning and, and how to build that team chemistry, I think are, are some of the, the things I'll take away from coach. 100%. At what point, Brooks, did you want to become a coach? I, I'm going to tell you, my dad's a coach as well. He's 84 years old. And I told my dad, I said, I, I can't do coaching. I, I, I'm, I'm too competitive. I will just curse a kid up and down. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't do that. So, but in the radio, I can be bored myself. So at what point did you want to get coaching and kind of, kind of and what was your why to get into this business? Yeah, you know, I think it's been a really a lifelong dream from mine, probably when I was about 10 years old. Um, for some reason, I just always admired coaches. I had some really some really good co coaches as a young person. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I remember being, you know, growing up and being in my in my room playing on the Nerf hoop or being outside and, I, you know, Nolan Richardson's teams at Arkansas and, and, the, and the Patino teams at Kentucky and, um, you know, Kansas and, whoever else, Billy Donovan was at Florida, you know, just, um, but I've always just, just love college basketball, love college basketball coaching. Um, and then I think I had good coaches and, and, and mentors along the way that believed in me and gave me opportunities to try to, 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 to live my dream and reach my goals. And so I know firsthand what that feels like. And, and so I wanted to, to, to have that same impact on other people and other young, young people. And, and I think that's really powerful when somebody believes in you. And so, um, that's, that's why I got into it. And then, you know, I probably could have played some call, some small college basketball, division two, II, division three, but I, I, I didn't want to go ride the bus somewhere and, and, uh, do that. I wanted to, I grew up a Tennessee fan and I wanted to go to UT and, and, um, you know, go to tailgates and chase SEC girls and, and work for the basketball team. And so, uh, that's how I got my start. Now I probably remember this in 96 when Kentucky played Arkansas at the Georgia Dome. I was a ball boy for that game. What? Yes, I was a ball boy for that game, the Georgia Dome on, on that Sunday. Yes, I was there. I was a ball boy right behind oh, the basket. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. So I tell Tony Duck all the time, so I said, TD, I was your ball boy, man. Man, you make me feel old, TD. I said, you are old, <laughs> TD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we uh, somehow something happened, and, and, and we all got old. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I still feel young most days, but man, my hairline don't say that. Mine, mine took off his book and hammer. That's why they cut off my dreadlocks, man. It, it was starting too far back. It was pulling you back. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. And I was asking this man, uh, recruiting wise, man, when you're in Johnson City, man, you get Carolinas, Kentucky, Tennessee, of course, Atlanta, Alabama. So, about being where you are, be able to get young men with 255 radius of your school, man, to come up there and play, get gets hitting 775 or you know 40 and firing some players for you guys. Oh, you're right. It's a great location, really centralized. I think that helps us in the league with travel, uh, maybe more than anything. But I think you see, um, you know, our, our team coming from you know the places where our staff has had experience uh, recruiting or, or have coached or they're from. I mean, you look at. Um, you know, DJ Hughes, Kamari Peterson uh, are both from Indiana. Coach Arkenberg is from Indianapolis. You know, Gabe Sisk is from Louisville. 
And so that's, you know, that's close to Indianapolis, but Isaiah Tisdale is from, is from Kentucky. That's on our staff. Uh, so there's three right there. Tyler Rice is from Columbia where I'm from. Um, Joe Hughley is from uh, the Beltway DC area. And uh, Abby Asamoa is, is from DC. And then, um, you know, we coached, you know, I've coached in the Carolinas, you know, at a couple of different places. And, um, you know, so I think that some of the North Carolina ties uh, were, were beneficial in recruiting, but we've, you know, we've gotten, um, uh, so I think just geographically, we, we've been able to tap into some, some relationships and, and, uh, and, and get some really good players. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, you can get just about anywhere from, from, from East Tennessee, you know, you can go to DC, you can get up in Kentucky and, and Indianapolis and you can get to Memphis, Atlanta, the Carolinas. So it's a great location for sure. 100%. And, and the SoCon is a, Tough league, man. You've been in the league before, man. It's a lot of tough coaches in their leagues. Every night, it's just a dog fight, man. And uh, I feel like it should get more publicity than it does because SOCOM ball is tough, tough, tough every night. It is. Big-time basketball league. I mean, there's some really some really good coaches. Obviously, Bob Ritchie has done a great job at Furman, and they just won an NCAA tournament game. Um, but Justin Gray at Western Carolina and Mike Jones at Greensboro and – and uh, Greg Gary and Bucky and, and on down the list. Um, there's some really good coaches in this league, and there has been. You know, the guys that have that have gone on to bigger schools, Wes Miller, Mike Young, Coach Four. I mean, it's it's uh, so in my seven years in the league, there's been um, you know a number of really really quality coaches and uh, and, and really good players too. But uh, you know, this is a league where you can get a seed in the tournament. And you can and you can make some noise. You know, Furman won last year. Chattanooga lost at the buzzer. I think in 2020 we would have had a chance to make a run uh, had it not been for COVID. Uh, Greensboro's been competitive, and then Wofford, you know, beat Seton Hall and had Kentucky, you know, on the ropes with a chance to go to the Sweet 16. So we've been knocking on the door, um, you know, and we've been able to win some games. But that's it's that type of league where you can get that that seed to give yourself the best chance to win in March. And um, talk about scheduling games wise, trying to get good home games for you guys, not be on the road so much. I mean, I, I know you have to play some by games, but man, how's it been trying to get the schedule together? I know some of probably already done for you, but uh, how has it been? I know that's the second part of your job is hardest. It's scheduling. Yeah, scheduling scheduling is challenging. You know, there's no, there's more lying and deception that goes on in scheduling than there is in recruiting. Um, but uh, we, we've always tried to schedule competitively. Um, you know, the last year we were here, we beat LSU. We went to Kansas and, and had a really good game. We played Winthrop, and they had a couple really good teams. And, you know, we've played, you know, real, some real quality non-conference opponents, you know, over the years here. We, Keats was at UNC Wilmington. We, we did a home-and-home home with them. So we will try and play the best, most competitive schedule we can. But, you know, it takes two to tango. Um, but I think Johnson City, this is a tough place to schedule home games because people know the fan support and they know that the environment that they're potentially walking into, and this is not going to be a whole, whole lot of fun for them. And so um, I think that gives people some pause, but you know, our administration invests big time in basketball. So we'll put some of those resources into scheduling and try and try and get a favorable home schedule. Sounds good. Bruce. Well, good to have you on the show, man. It's fun to meet you, man, for the first time. And I'll definitely, before we get off the line, I'm going to get your number so we say contact. If you come to Lake Point, I'll be at Lake Point all four days in July for the Unlawbury events. Hopefully I'll see you there, man. Will do. I'll be there, man. Great having me on. And, and uh, 
or a great being with you, I should say, and appreciate you having me on. And uh, if you need anything from the Bucks, uh, let us know. Sounds good. I will, man. I love you guys. Y'all did good to be up there. Coach Forbes on, on down, man. Thanks, boss, man. I appreciate you. All right. Okay. Have a good day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.